Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show, the show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big-name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about barbecue and grilling by visiting the website, thebbqcentral.com. Now... Let's get in the smoke. Here's your program host, Greg Rempe. Hey, gang, welcome aboard to another edition of the Barbecue Central Show. Yeah, that's right. It's the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Better known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Happy to have you aboard here on a Tuesday. I am your program host, Greg Rempe, thanks for joining me tonight. Jam-packed show. Jam-packed show. But before we get into it, let me give you some contact information in case you uh, want to jump on board. Toll-free is the phone call, 877-448-0433. 877-448-0433. You can also email the show at any point, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. Here's what's happening on the low, uh, on the low uh, or show. Here's what's happening on the show tonight. Lots of great stuff coming up in about 13 minutes from now. Going to be joined by Bill Arnold. If you don't know the name immediately, perhaps you've heard of Blues Hog Barbecue Sauce and Rub. Probably one of the most prolific and very popular rubs on the competition scene. Majority of the teams that are out there winning weekend in and weekend out are using it in some form or fashion. So why not talk to the guy that's created this craze and a, at least part of the flavor profile that really seems to be winning out there right now. He's also a competition cook himself. Bill Arnold will join me second segment coming up after that and possibly for the fourth segment too, kind of creeping into that fourth segment free-for-all area. Tuffy Stone, pitmaster of Cool Smoke, former KCBS team of the year, will be joining me. We're going to go ahead and rehash three weekends ago down at Lakeland Pig Festival, which I guess was just, uh, well, maybe that was two weeks ago. Whatever, who cares? Uh, we're going to talk about the DQ on the brisket. A lot of people still haven't really gotten the full story, so we'll talk to Tuffy about that definitely in the third segment and then carry him over and see what's happening for Team Cool Smoke and uh, Q Restaurant, all that great stuff, any TV appearances, whatever. Tuffy, always a great guy to talk to. And then... Lined up for the second hour is pitmaster and friend of the show, Melissa Cookston of Yazoo's Delta Q. So lots of great stuff coming on. We're going to be talking uh, to Melissa about the 2010 Memphis Barbecue Network Team of the Year honor. She's got cooking classes. She's signed up for the Sam's Club series. She is just uh, all over the place. Lots of irons in the fire. MBN just had their uh, cue ball over the past weekend, so I'm sure there's uh, some good stuff there to talk about as well. Always a great guest. Shoots from the hip. Brings it strong every single time. Melissa Cookston of Yazoo's Delta Q. So that's what's on tap tonight. So strap in and uh, get ready for some great outdoor live fire barbecue grilling and whatnot talk. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Here's a public service announcement to you people. This was passed on to me by the grill girl herself, Robin Lindars, who was approached by, is it Chandra or Chandra Lee? And she writes that they are producers of CMT's My Big Redneck Wedding TV show. Never seen it. We are working on a new TV show that is in development about redneck barbecue caterers. Redneck barbecue caterers. All right. We are looking for redneck barbecue characters who are fun, outgoing, enjoy the redneck lifestyle. Redneck lifestyle? What is that? Whatever. Camera-friendly. Well, right there, we've got a contradiction. Typically, rednecks are not camera-friendly, but whatever. That's a point of contention we could argue about and would be interested in talking about their occupation, that being a redneck barbecuer. If you know anyone that would be interested in possibly being on the show, please call us. Take down this number for you people that are uh, 
I don't know, rednecks and barbecuers at the same time into the catering aspect of it all, uh, you can go ahead and take down this number. It's 407-464-2080. 407-464-2080, extension 147. You can also email them at redneckwedding, redneckwedding at pinks, pinks, oh, I'm sorry, pink sneakers. That's the things you wear on your feet, sneakers, pinksneakers.net. With information, again, that's Chandra Lee, my big redneck wedding, and now they're spinning off to redneck barbecue caterers. Really? Redneck barbecue caterers. All right. Well, if that's your thing, again, I think camera-friendly, redneck, cater. I don't know, man. That's very weird to me. Whatever. So give it a try. Look, I think if you're a redneck midget, you got... A great chance of being on this show, especially if you're a caterer, because probably the pork butts that you're cooking weigh more than you. They're probably taller than you as well. No offense to the midgets out there. Holler. Special holler. Also, you recall last week uh, the second segment guest was Scotty Johnson from CancerSuckChicago.com. He put on a great interview, and then we talked um, well into the third segment, fourth segment, and then we got into the second hour, and we kind of had this like little spontaneous fundraiser, like raffle auction type deal where Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue actually called in and offered 40 bucks or whatever it was for a frog mat, and then somebody else offered 50 but I believe it was Danielle Domofsky offered like 50 bucks for the frog mat, and then Tom Emery called in and wanted to buy $40 worth of uh, wine-infused Oakwood products, and then people were just emailing me that they just want to head over to Scotty's site, or people were sending me money via uh, PayPal, and I was forwarding it over to Scotty. And Scotty just shot me a note at uh, just before noon today and wanted to say that just in the span of a week that this little impromptu fundraiser generated. Are you ready? Generated. Can you guess? Can anybody guess how much? $335. Hey, look, certainly not a record-breaking amount by any stretch of the imagination, but the fact that uh, we were actually able to, as a group, kind of come together very spontaneously, nothing was planned out here, and generate almost $400 to Scotty's cause, which is absolutely a fabulous thing to get behind is absolutely fascinating and i am so humbled that all you guys went to and 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 just gave went to the site you helped me out i of course immediately donated right back to scotty's site so uh, that whole thing was absolutely fabulous so at scotty's count 335 dollars and if you haven't done so far and you feel like you want to get part of the movement again it's uh, CancerSucksChicago.com, CancerSuckChicago.com, and there's just a little PayPal button right there on his website, and you can go ahead and click on that and donate, you know, whatever you want, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever makes you, uh, or whatever feels right in your heart, uh, just go ahead and give that amount. But, you know, the fact that kind of spawned on by uh, Mr. Butcher Barbecue himself, and then all the central lights kind of jumping on board after that uh, over the course of the last seven days and uh, generating $335. So, and uh, you know what? Uh, and I'm seeing some, some people talking about on the on the chat. Uh, I know a lot of people actually, more people listen to the podcast than they do to the live show. So this is something that took place uh, over the course of the week. So there were people that were just listening to the podcast. The live portion had already been uh, off. Hey, and then there you go continually continually adding on it was absolutely fabulous and i want to thank everybody that uh, went ahead and donated this awesome cause and thanks to scotty for bringing it up thanks to everybody i'm just thankful all right we are going to step away and when we come back we're going to have bill arnold from blues hog we're going to be talking about the blues hog sauce and the rub and competition barbecue and why his sauce seems to be doing so well a quick reminder about the good folks over at the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices, not to mention a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. You can find them two ways, 800-288-GURU or online, thebbqguru.com. Tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. We'll be back with Bill Arnold right after this. Stick around. Be right back.
Barbecue fans travel from all over the country and the world to learn the secrets of real pit barbecue from Grand Champion Pitmaster Conrad Haskins. Now take your skills to the next level with a Barbecue Institute Pitmaster class. You'll learn how to make sauces, rubs, and smoke mouth-watering barbecue every time you cook. Your new skills will impress friends and family. Internet forums, blogs, and Facebook are full of success stories from our graduates. Upcoming classes locations include Rock City Rib Fest, Rochester, New York, Lexington, Massachusetts, Lang Factory Test Kitchen in Georgia, Fort Worth, Texas, Fredericksburg, Texas, Houston, Texas, Monroe, Washington, and Kennewick, Washington. For more information, class dates, and contests we'll be competing in, visit www.bbqclass.com. That's bbqclass.com. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back, 13 past the hour. This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show being brought to you by at least for this segment. Yoder Smoky Mountain Barbecue, the leading online retailer of Meadow Creek barbecue equipment. Their barbecue smokers and grills are handcrafted in the Amish country of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, helping you enjoy easy and profitable barbecues for years to come. And you can visit them on the web, Serious BBQs. That's SeriousBBQs.com. Great folks. The very great folks over at Yoder Smoky Mountain Barbecue. All right, let's go ahead and race over to the hotline. And we'll go ahead and raise up a first-timer to the show, but definitely somebody we wanted to raise up for quite a while. Pitmaster Blues Hoggers, it's uh, Bill Arnold. Bill, how are you tonight? Doing great, Greg. It's great to be on your show. I really enjoy it, and and, uh, just, just glad to be here. Well, it's certainly my pleasure to have you on, Bill, and... You know, when we talk about competition barbecues, you've certainly been around it for a while. For the people that maybe don't have that intimate knowledge of how you kind of got into the whole barbecue deal, can you give us a little background about yourself before we actually get into the sauce and the rub stuff? Well, to be be honest with you, I got hungry. But uh, <laughs> I'm originally from Jackson, Tennessee. Down there on every corner uh, in the around that area, you, you, you find barbecue stands. Uh, as a child, I grew up around it and and uh, outdoor cooking, uh, stews, and and, and uh, barbecuing and stuff like that. So just kind of had a knack for it. I watched a lot of old timers and would hang out with them all night, and and uh, got into the Memphis and May circuit back in the mid '80s and uh, moved to Missouri uh, back in, uh, in 1990, and uh, been here for for a while. Uh, uh, I came up with this. I've been using the sauce for. For years and years, it's my own recipe. Uh, uh, started out with rubs. We, you know, made our own rubs down south. Uh, Tennessee uh, likes dry meats. Uh, 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 found out that you could enter this uh, sauce into a, a contest called the American Oil International Barbecue and Sauce Contest, and end up winning the thing uh, first time. And and uh, we've been a repeat walk, uh, walker down front uh, many years after that since. Uh, I know a lot of the teams out there on the competition circuit are using it, and I appreciate all their business and everything. And uh, uh, I'm a single parent of three little girls. Uh, my I wear a side hat as the mayor of Perry, Missouri, population 700. So other than the sauce company, yeah, that keeps me busy. <laughs> so initially, was it just you deciding to, to throw that sauce into the American Royal, or, or when did you actually decide to try and get into the, the competition barbecue aspect as well? Well, like I said, uh, back in the 80s, uh, I started uh, cooking the Memphis May circuit down in around Jackson, Memphis, around that area, and had developed uh, uh, a, a dry rub and, and a sauce that I thought was pretty unique, and everybody else, uh, uh, especially the judges, seemed to think so. And uh, when I, I didn't have it on the market, but when I moved to Missouri, there was a, uh, I'm all about giving. And uh, there was a farm family got burned out of their home out here. And uh, their neighbors asked me if I'd cook a couple of whole hogs. And I made up a batch of my sauce and 
and sent it over there. And uh, and the next day, the phone started ringing. People wanting to know what kind of sauce that is and where could they could buy it. And and uh, I said, well, that's my sauce. Well, one gentleman that uh, called uh, uh, had a chain of IGA stores, and he said, I think you got something, Bill. And uh, so I went through the, the University of Missouri and. Uh, and uh, different, uh, uh, you know, the nutritional facts statement, uh, the barcode to get it in the stores. And, and so it was just a sideline. I was a tool and die engineer at the time. And um, uh, like, like I said, it was, a, it was a hobby. But, yeah, we had about uh, my first, my goal was to double my stores every year. Well, after the first year, we had over 100 stores carrying it. Uh, and like I said, I was a tool and die engineer. I walked into work one day and, they sent my job south of the border, so there I was with a single parent with three little girls, and I needed a job, so I got out and uh, started hustling, making the sauce and putting in more stores, and, and then created a little uh, manufacturing facility, and it kept growing, and so now my products are manufactured by Allegro Fine Foods down in Paris, Tennessee. They make Allegro marinades, and just a great bunch of people to work with. Uh, but uh, it actually started out helping others when I'd uh, do a benefit for uh, somebody that was less fortunate or, or a cancer patient. I'm uh, recuperating from brain cancer, and uh, uh, I know Scotty Johnson's a very good friend of mine. I, I, I donate to him and help him out. and uh, I've been blessed by all the friends uh, out there of mine that are on the competition circuit that use it and spread the word. So that's basically how it, it got started. Uh, uh, when when you get these teams out there using it and they're winning, uh, I, it, it makes me proud uh, to, to to watch them go. But that's pretty much the story behind it. Uh, started out with the original sauce, and then uh, the next one on the market was the Tennessee Red, and next came the Honey Mustard. Of course, we've always had the dry rub on on the market, and uh, we're looking forward to here in the next couple of months. Uh, hopefully, in the next month, we'll have a Blues Hawk Smoky Mountain out there on the line. That's funny. And, uh, uh, Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue, he's kind of jumping in here on the instant message, was asking when that Smoky Mountain or when that Smoky Mountain <laughs> sauce was going to be coming out. Bill, yeah, Dave's a good friend of mine. Uh, he was next to me. Uh, we had booths uh, adjoining each other at the Kansas City Barbecue Society. Uh, banquet and uh, and show trade show this year, but they's good people. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going south next week uh, to finalize the recipe, and I've got the label people working on that. Uh, of course, it will go to the uh, the barbecue shops. I know uh, uh, Fred's is a, a sponsor of yours, and uh, uh, Barbecue Guru. Uh, if you go to the Barbecue Guru uh, uh, webpage and uh, look at uh, hit click on the sauce tab, we're the very first sauce. Uh, of course, Fred does a lot of business with us, and uh, it'll start out. Of course, BluesHog.com. I got to uh, throw that in there, but. Um, um, Hall Guys uh, Barbecue is managing my website for me, but uh, yeah, it'll start out in the, the barbecue shops uh, and then local markets doing test marketing to see how it's going to go before we really just go big onto the store shelves. I've been, like I said, I can't thank Allegro enough for um, spreading Blues Hog. Uh, we're, I've heard of it in stores in New York now, uh, Florida. Uh, Texas, all over the place. People ask me, where can I get it? I tell them, I don't know. <laughs> Just keep your <laughs> eyes open. It's been, it's been great, yeah. Bill Arnold joining and, uh, me. He is the uh, chef of Blues Hog Cookers, also the guy behind Blues Hog Barbecue Sauce and Rub. Bill, if I could take you back when you were making the sauce, you know, back in the house and, and going through iterations and recipes and you finally had something that you thought you were going to bring to market did you ever feel or even know that maybe you had this kind of lightning in a jar that it was going to take off and be as successful as it is now? Well, uh, I, 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 I've been blessed. That's all I can tell you. Uh, um, I know that once I had that recipe nailed down, that it was very unique. And, and a, a lot of the, the competitors out there uh, uh, will tell you that. It's it's a one-of-a-kind. Uh, I've been blessed with it. Uh I've been blessed with good friends, meeting good people all over uh, the competition circuit. I try and get out and cook as much as I can, and uh, uh, I know uh, I'm running to Scotty. Uh, Rod's a good friend. Tuffy Stone's a great guy. Uh, seeing all these people, and while I'm out exposing uh, my products to the competition circuit, uh, it's it's just a, a, a it's a great job to have. Uh, 
meeting and uh, going to Pennsylvania or somewhere where I've never uh, cooked and, and meeting people that use my products or, or up the East Coast or, or down South. It's, it's, uh, I've been blessed uh, with, with, with my, my job uh, and uh, the, the Blues Hog uh, Barbecue Company. That's all I can say about that. It's just it's been a blessing, yes, sir. Bill, I mean, with so many of the top teams using it, winning with it, for the people that haven't gotten their hands on it yet, and I'm sure by the end of this show there'll be more and more people actually wanting to, to give it a try if they haven't already, but can you kind of paint us a picture uh, flavor profile-wise? What is it? What does it taste like, and what are some of those key notes as far as the flavor profile is concerned of the sauce? It's, uh, it's a combination of, of spices. I, I've loved to cook. I've, uh, like I said, I'm a, I was a tool and dye engineer at heart or by trade, but a cook at heart. And I've always, uh, either had did a little catering on the side or like I said, fundraising on the side with, uh, with my cooking talents and using, uh, a unique blend of, of herbs and spices, Along with other in- ingredients, my my products are all natural. There's no preservatives or additives. Uh, using a combination and coming up with something that makes you your tongue just snap when you taste it, uh, uh, especially on a uh, slab of ribs when that judge eats it, you get you get that one bite to to to, to catch his eye. And uh, it's it's a it's a thick sauce. It's a sweet sauce. Uh, the original is there's no. Uh, uh, smoke added. Uh, there's there's nothing artificial added. It's just it's it's got its very own unique uh, flavor. We consider it the choice of champions. Uh, I, I've been blessed, like I said, but I don't. I don't. I've got boxes and boxes of uh, of awards and plaques and ribbons that it's won. I'm thinking we're up there with probably more than anybody in the world. Um, I, I've won literally a couple thousand awards with it. And uh, it's it's I've just been blessed. It's a unique sauce. The Tennessee Red is a thinner uh, vinegar-based sauce. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's very unique in its own way. And then the Honey Mustard uh, has won many uh, uh, top awards uh, in the in the sauce competitions across the country. That uh, um, that's uh, it's like the original. It's it's very unique. It's a hard to describe flavor. It's uh, it's a it's a mustard with a with a solid uh, uh, honey flavor to it, but no not overwhelming. So my products are easy on the on the tongue. They don't have they're not sharp. They're, I call them sweet with the right amount of heat, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we're talking with Bill Arnold. You can find him at blueshog.com. You can certainly order off that website too if you haven't done so already do you have any idea have you been able to quantify any type of number as far as how many teams have won with the sauce in whatever form or fashion that they're using it bill oh my i have no idea um i got a phone call uh i think about two or three years ago uh from uh that was up in the upper east coast i'm thinking maybe maine or somewhere up there and one of the judges called me, and he said, "Bill, he said, uh, I just finished judging a contest, and and it was a Blues Hog Barbecue contest that every single team was using it. But uh, I have no idea. Uh, I, I I know a lot of the teams that that do use it. Uh, uh, some of them you have to pay five hundred dollars or four hundred dollars or three hundred dollars to find out what they're using. But I know that a lot of the top teams. I uh, was proud to watch them walk this year and." Uh, uh, at the at the award ceremony and get their trophies, uh, but uh, I was I get phone calls. I got one today from a gentleman down in Louisiana, and he said we we just we we've been using your products in the backyard division. We're going going up the next level to the pro circuit, and uh, uh, you got any tips for us? And I said, <laughs> based it with Blues Hog. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Do you think, Bill, because it seems to be so popular now, and even the new team seem to be doing so well with it because of these classes that they're taking, everybody's kind of showcasing what they're doing to win. Do you think people might start to get away from it a little bit on the competition scene? I don't think so. I think in that, Greg, they're using the uh, uh, a lot of teams my using my product as a base and then adding their own flavor or maybe some honey or some butter or some some uh 
some product to it uh, to to maybe even uh, tweak it to a step uh, up. You know, I, uh, I, I like I said, I. I put out one product. Of course, the, I'm looking really excited about this next product coming out because it is a natural hickory uh, smoke uh, uh, ingredient that we're using. It's kind of like a blues hog with a uh, a little twist to it, but it, it will have smoke to it. So I'm thinking that personally that it's my best sauce yet, and uh, uh, I've got all more sauce recipes over here than. And, uh, you know, I can count, but uh, I've got a raspberry chipotle that I play with, uh, a gourmet finishing sauce that's got chocolate. I've even got a sauce that tastes like a Thin Mint Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> but uh, I stick with the mainstream on my on my three three, three main sauces, yeah, for, uh, for, for selling, yeah. Bill Arnold joining us from Blues Hog. Bill, so it's kind of uh, almost unfathomable that you think that other sauce might do as well, but uh, I guess time is going to be the test, and if it uh, does half as good, I'm sure that's uh, going to be a raging success in everybody else's uh, estimation. Again, the website, blueshog.com. If you haven't tried it, go ahead and grab yourself up some. Again, we're talking with Bill Arnold. Bill, I appreciate the history lesson as far as how this all got started, and uh, we'll look for you again on the show soon. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, Greg. I sure appreciate your uh, your friendship and having me on the uh, show. Uh, when my buddy Tuffy comes up, uh, tell him <laughs> I said hello and and uh, hey, buddy. I think he was in there, so that's all I got to say. All righty, <laughs> Greg. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for coming on, Bill. There he is. It's Bill Arnold from Blues Hog. Man, legend. Who's not using that guy's sauce right now? I think. Uh, I don't know. Probably go down the top ten, and that would be. Uh, what, 80% of them? 90% of them? What are you using? Bosca? Butcher's barbecue injections thickened up with some uh, cornstarch and glazed on ever so gently? All right, that was Bill Arnold. Blueshog.com is the website. Get you some. See what all the buzz is about. We're going to step away and we're going to come back with Tuffy Stone. We're going to talk about beef brisket disqualifications. How the hell does that happen? What are you doing in your RV, Tuffy? I think he was out of there anyway, but we'll talk to him. I'll weigh in. He'll weigh back. It's going to be lots of fun. It's Tuffy Stone coming up next. Stick around. We'll be right back. The future of barbecue is already here at thebarbecueguru.com. From the amazing guru that monitors and controls the temperatures of any charcoal, wood, or electric pit to the Caldera Tallboy Knockdown Smoker. Yes, it breaks down and stores flat, yet it's still a robust, sturdy, portable cooker and smokehouse. It also serves as an efficient temperature-controlled convection oven using wood or charcoal. The Tallboy is designed to fit all catering pans and can be used as a warming oven. You can cook in any style you choose, like ribs, chicken, jerky, vegetables, smoked cheese, whatever you want. Take it to KCBS Competitions and unload it from the truck of your car. The BarbecueGuru.com is where you'll find the Caldera 3-Bay Caterer. It's stainless steel and uses charcoal or sterno for chafing purposes. And it doubles as a 3-Bay sink or wash station with hot water and knocks down in seconds with no tools required for transportation and storage. The future of barbecue is here at TheBarbecueGuru.com. That's www.thebbqguru.com. Or call 1-800-288-GURU. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. 33 past the hour. It's the Barbecue Central Radio Show. And I have no way of uh, picking this. Here we go. Hey, this portion of the show brought to you by a new sponsor of the show, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Looking for that great timepiece so you can look styling and profiling as you walk up during your competitions to get your trophies and your calls. Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Look for their new banner on the BCRN website. And you can get hooked up with the Barbecue Brother or Sister discount on fine timepieces like Citizen, Philip, all that good stuff. Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. All right, let's go ahead and race on over to the hotline. We welcome Pitmaster of Cool Smoke, friend of the show. It's Tuffy Stone. Tuffy, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing this evening? Absolutely wonderful, Tuffy. I always appreciate you making time out for the show. So you back down at uh, headquarters there in Virginia? 
I am. It's uh, we're having some good weather this week. It's uh, been in the upper fifties and uh, lower sixties, and this is going to be beautiful all week. So, work working on the restaurants, working on the catering business, uh, and trying to get ready for a two thousand and eleven season for competition barbecue yeah definitely a guy that's got a lot of irons in the fire right now and that's uh, my guess toughy stone cool smoke is the team name and then also got the q restaurant thing happening out there in virginia uh tough if we can kind of port back into time a few weeks ago down there at lakeland um you know for some somehow i'm the media maven and i missed this whole thing uh as it happened and, and kind of just fell in my lap on a tuesday night uh, the you know the weekend after it happened by a guy out west who had heard about it and uh, everything seemed to be going just great until this whole brisket thing turned in. And I mean, there's probably a, a couple different angles that we could take as far as how this whole thing was actually even caught on tape. And, and then it, it's just kind of out there for everybody to see. So I guess my initial question is, I mean, is this society that we live in? I mean, you just got to know that at any point you could be photographed or you could be on video and it's going to be up on the Internet forever. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, I think just about everybody these days is 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 walking around with a camera, or, or whether they're shooting still, or whether they'll shoot video. I mean, most people's phones these days have the capability of uh, of capturing. Also, it's going to be really interesting to see as, as we continue to go forward uh, uh, things that'll be captured. You know, that might have you know been missed before technology, but um, and which I think is pretty cool. I mean. The guys were down there. There was a, there was a number of people that were down there filming all weekend, and and there was uh, uh, both still photography and, and video being shot. You know, it seems like competition barbecue had. You know, I think barbecue's always been popular, and I think competition barbecue is 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 really growing in its popularity, and and seems to be a lot more interest in in. in being able to share it with the world and, and media seems to be more interested in, in what what's happening in the, in the, in the competition world. But, you know, it's, uh, I mean, Lakeland to me is, is always a, a really, really, really just, I think, I think by the time my season ends, typically what usually my last contest of the year happens to be in November. Normally I usually go and cook Shelby, North Carolina. And then, and by then, I'm ready to kind of, you know, hang up my barbecue hat for for a couple months and and you know, get some work done and and not not beat the street up. And by the time the end of January gets here, I, I'm itching to get back down to Lakeland, Florida, and cook that contest. They do a really really good job down there. The the ladies that run that event are awesome. It's always nice to to get down into some of that warmer weather, you know, at that time of the year and. Right. And I think all my friends out there in the barbecue world feel the same way. And so, you know, this year in Lakeland, I think we had, I don't remember what the count was. It was somewhere between 65 and 70 teams. And uh, and that was just the, the professional division. They had probably more than that over on the backyarder side. It's a, it's a very well-attended contest. And a lot of my friends were there. A lot of really good cooks were there. And, you know, so it was, uh, and like I said, you know, there a lot of people filming and and you know, but but catching that on video, you know, <laughs> they should have put the camera. What, what the, the interesting video would have been just putting a camera mount on my hat or something, <laughs> and uh, and been able to get the video for me running from my cook site to try and make turn in that that would have that would have really been another layer uh, of video that would have really uh added some more dimension to 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 this whole episode um i had created a where my where my cook site was was on the other side of this hanger and it was actually uh, a shorter route if i went around the back side of this hanger and i had to scale a wall that was about I don't know, maybe three feet high, three and a half feet high, to to get to turn in. And so I had I had a, a step stool that that I keep a RV that I had uh, positioned there and made sure it was stable. And I had a uh, uh, there was actually a palm tree there that you know I could kind of use as a as a um, railing to kind of make sure I was safe as I was scaling this wall to get my boxes turned in and. 
You know, I'm not one of these people that, and Greg, you can interrupt me. If I, if this story, uh, if, if the way I'm kind of explaining that this particular week, and if you want to hear from a different angle, you stop me because I can, I can tend to get windy and babble a lot. But, um, Greg, are you there? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, anyways. You know, I tend to dink around with some of my boxes, trying to just make them perfect uh, a little long. And, you know, my whole cook that weekend had been going going well. You know, my dad and I had gone down there. We were, we had, we felt like we had a good chicken turning that day. We had a, a I did a new rib. Uh, I modified my rib recipe for this weekend and, and I modified uh, my pork. So I felt like those entries had been cooked well but and we can talk about this a little bit later um, but because they were new recipes and hadn't been proven uh, I didn't really you know I knew I was trying something new so I felt like I felt like the food was good I felt like the boxes that, that we had put together uh, looked good it, it seemed to taste good to me the texture seemed good you know our whole cook had been smooth and in brisket, you know, I felt really comfortable. And, you know, for me with brisket, it's always a decision when to start to begin to build my box. And, you know, I'm not one of these cooks that plays games with trying to be on the, you know, the very last turn in or anything like that. My, my goal when I'm trying to build boxes, whether it's brisket or any other, is how can I build my box as close to the turn in window? It, uh, as possible, because so, my goal is to give the judges really, you know, just hot food and 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 have it look, you know, just just a perfect box. And so, I felt like I had built my brisket box, started to begin to build a brisket box on time, and and my dad kept giving me time, and it was getting close. And one of the things that uh, for this particular weekend, and 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 it happens at a lot of contests, but you know the the clock that with the official clock was a minute uh, a minute off from everybody's cell phone that at least was sitting around me and I knew that so you know I knew to to, to not pay attention to my time but my dad had kind of given me the you know the count as I was building it and it got to a point where it was getting close and I said alright don't tell me anymore dad because it's not helping me let me just finish this box <laughs> so I finished the box and I just took off running and I I was all state cross country runner. I, I I'm a real fast runner, even uh, I'm not as fast as I used to be, but I, I can run pretty fast. And I I left out of my sight, and I hit I hit the steps uh, scaling that wall, and and I just was booking. And you know the way the turning was set up is they had a little doorway that you went into, and then there was the table, and you know I would Johnny Twig was outside. When I came around that corner and I was just flying, and you know, took my took my box to the table, uh, lickety split, looked up at Carolyn, saw her face, looked down at it, the, where the clock was, and her hand was on it, and the clock was down, and just was like, you know, oh man, I said, I, I think I said to her, am I DQ? And she looked at me, and then the, and I don't know who the gentleman was at the table. He said, "To put your box on the tray." Yeah. So uh, I put my box on the tray, and then I didn't have it faced the right way, and turned it the right way, and at that point, I was under the impression that my box was being accepted because of what the man had said. So I left there. And went. I, I, I spoke to some cooks uh, at that point. Eventually, went back over to my site. Started to clean up our area, which is always uh, a lot of work after after cooking. And we was just kind of recovering from that whole. That was that was a uh, uh, that was a stressful moment for me. Anyways, I go over to see my friend uh, Jeff Hayes Groggenhog, who's a he's out of Richmond. First year cook last year did a great job. I think he came in 18th in the country. He had three grams, and he's just you know, he's he's cooking on Weber Smoky Mountains. He hadn't taken a class. He's 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 just uh, he's, he's a real success story. So I went over to go talk to him, and at that point I started to do an interview, 
And in that interview, my phone was in my pocket, and it rang once, and I didn't pick it up because I was being interviewed. Well, it rang. It kept calling and calling, so I knew it was a problem. And this was a this was a taped uh, interview or a filmed interview that I knew could be edited if necessary. But I knew that the phone call was probably a, uh, an important phone call. So it was my dad calling me from the cook site, and he said, "You need to get over to the cook site." And I was like, "Dad, I'm, I'm doing an interview right now. Can I?" Can I can this wait? And he's like, No, you need to get over here. So I go around the back side of the hangar and come over to my site and it's uh Carolyn Wells and Wayne Loman and I can just tell by the look on their face uh that what they're there to do, they're not they're not happy about. And you know, and and honestly speaking, I've been to many, many contests where I've seen the reps have to get in that golf cart and do that dreaded drive to somebody's site to DQ them, whether it's ribs getting, you know, uh, two ribs hanging together or or something in somebody's chicken. And and I've never seen a rep happy about doing it. And so obviously, when I came around the corner, saw them there, I was distraught, and I could tell that they weren't happy to be DQMEs. So I said, "Okay," and I started leaving. You know, Wayne asked me if I was all right, and I was like, "You know, yeah, you know, I mean, what am I supposed to say? This guy disqualified, and you know, drove all the way from Virginia to Florida to cook a contest, and uh, I should know better than this, and I'm feeling like a uh, not very successful at that point." So. You know, I said, I'm fine. I, I went back and I resumed resumed my interview and uh, then went back to my site and continued to clean and, and get ready to go to awards. So that's kind of how that part went down. Tuffy Stone radio show with your guest Greg Rempe uh, right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Uh, Tuffy, uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me pose it this way. Okay. A lot of people have seen the video. Um, yeah. uh, last week I said, and, and I, I'll say it again to you, I, from the video, I think you were disqualified. Uh, that's, yeah. my, that's my opinion. Where I think yeah. it, it gets really, pardon the French, shitty on the deal yeah. is the fact that there was this whole weird, like, everybody's looking at everybody. I mean, you're just the contestant. And if you're late yeah. and she would have said, oh, Tuffy, you know what, you're you're two seconds late. I'm sorry, but these are the rules, and, and you know all about it. And you you would have been like, "Well, oh, damn it," and you would have left, and that would have been it. But it was so like in this vacillating situation, and then from what I gleaned from the whole video was that it was like, okay, I was like, "Well, where does he get disqualified?" They say, "Put it on the on the thing. We're going to take it back." The guy tells you to breathe easy, and then when you're watching the interview, you can see your phone going off. You leave, you come back. You're obviously had been disqualified at that point, and but there was all of this time that had passed where you were like, "Oh man, I think I might be disqualified," but then you're under the impression all that time in between that everything's fine, and then yeah. and then you get bagged at the end. So uh, I think if she would have just went ahead and made that decision right off the top, it wouldn't have been nearly as bad as having to wait however much time you waited in between, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever the hell it was. Well, here's the way I think this all went down. And, you know, I, I, this is the way I think it went down. Because, I mean, I, when I went barreling into that room, I mean, it was it was pretty fast. And... uh you know, all I was trying to do is get the food to the table. And so when I, I wasn't looking at, at Carolyn, I wasn't looking at where that clock was. I was looking for the table. Right. And 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 then, like I said earlier, you know, I, my face goes to hers. I can tell by the look on her face that, that, that you know, something's probably not right here. And then I look down to see her hand is on the uh, on the clock and it's down. Here's... And I don't know who the gentleman was at the table. <laughs> but. Uh, and I don't know if, I don't know, if you were to time it, I don't know if that was a full second from the time the clock went down to the food went down. I don't know if it was a half a second. Whatever it was, it was pretty daggone close. And my gut is the guy at the table, and he I don't think he was... I don't know if he was a rep. I thought he was somebody that was that was part. I, I thought he. I don't think he was a rep. I think he was somebody that was, uh, you know, one of the volunteers that uh, helped work the uh, 
the turning table. And and I don't know where he was looking when when I came barreling in with that box. But my gut, I just know he was the one that suggested to to put the the uh, the food on the tray, to put my brisket on the tray. And I think at that point, Carolyn made the decision, and and Carolyn sent me an email. Um, She she said in the email, in in her heart of hearts, she knew I was DQ'd when when that food hit the table. But whoever this gentleman was uh, made comment to to put the food on on, on the tray. I did it. And you're right. I was under the I, I was under the assumption at that point that my box was going to get judged. Um, Carolyn, in her email, said she immediately went back and talked to the other reps and told them the situation. And uh, and and you know they they resolved it in, in their decision making process, and then they they came to to my site and disqualified me. So. I think that's how it pretty much went down. Um, I, I I I feel bad. I mean, they were they were really uh, and 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 also said she didn't know. You know, she had no idea how any of my other entries had been judged at that point. She right. was just working the turning table. Um, you know, these none of these guys want to see anybody get disqualified. Um, I think I think because this gentleman said to put the you know I think she rather than get into any kind of situation at that point I think I'm sure God what a what a horrible job you know even if he hadn't have been I mean <laughs> even if it had been 20 seconds and, and been more obvious than than the second or whatever it was uh, she would that that wasn't a good place for her to be let, and, let me uh, let me give you a uh, let me give you a plan B. That's what the, my my old favorite TV show uh, used to be, Boston uh, Boston Legal, and they always used to do Plan B, where they would tack somebody else that wasn't actually trying to be convicted in trial here. But okay. the same situation is is going down here. Uh, first of all, I mean, it couldn't have gone any worse for KCBS. You have a video camera. You have the lady that founded the KCBS right there at the table. And then you yeah. have Tuffy Stone, a guy who's been on television, a guy who's been KCBS Team of the Year. I mean, you can show up at a competition and people are going to know who you are. There's just no doubt about it. I can show up to a competition and people are going to kick me in the teeth and punch me in the face because they don't think I'm nobody. <laughs> so if I, I, my theory is this. If, if I would have been you doing that, Carolyn would have told me to beat the bricks. But because it was you, there's that one... There's just that uh, damn toughy, and he, you know all these things are maybe going around in her head, and it's it's merely uh, speculation on my part. But perhaps, yeah. just perhaps, some of the celebrity that you've garnered, and of course all of the uh, awards that you've actually earned, might have played into this whole deal, just to kind of make it even seem a little bit worse. Where now people are like, is anybody getting special treatment? Has this been going on and before? We want everything videotaped from now on. Did that ever cross your mind at all? No, you know, my my gut is the way I think that I just described it to you as to why it went down the way. It, I, I believe that to be the truth. Um, I've never received any special, uh, uh, you know. For, first of all, I've always had my boxes on time, so I, I've never. <laughs> I, uh, so I can't tell you know. I, 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 Typically speaking, you know, I make sure all my ribs are cut and there, that there are six individual portions, and that my chicken's not undercooked, and that, that I've, I'm using the proper garnish. And so, you know, I've never, I've never had any issues to to, to test whether I would ever get any preferential treatment or not. Um, but I do believe that. I mean, once again, and I don't know who the gentleman was, but he was the one that swayed the motion. Um, and I think it was an awkward, you know, I, I mean, I hope that all the re- the reps and and, I, and 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 all the officials in the KCBS are are being very careful in, in, in the decisions that they make and and that they're prudent ones and and that you know my my for me being a cook and, and driving all over the country and spending the kind of money that I do in KCBS my my main goal and, and the most important issue for me. Or, or my, the, the most important issue for me is that our our contests are being officiated 
in such a way to where we're all on, on the same playing field and that, you know, that there's no mishaps that way. There's, there's no mistakes. And so, um, so if, if it took, if it took Carolyn, you know, dealing with it in the way that she had to deal with it and, and, and getting Cliff involved and getting Wayne Loman involved, I mean, at the end of the day, they made the right decision, and it was my fault. I should, I should, I should be clearly uh, more on the inside of turning times and, and never be that close. And, and I'd like to say that I'll never be that close again, uh, but I'm superstitious that way, and so I'm going <laughs> to knock on this bookcase right here. Uh, and, you know, I hope I never do it again. But, you know, and, and I, I really felt bad. Uh, you know, and I'll say this too: it might be real easy to look at that video, and 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 see how clear, uh, you know, how to me it still looks close, but I know I'm biased. But you know, it must, it, you know, it's real easy to look at that video and say, all right, I'm definitely out of the time frame. But um, when I but when I look at that video. You know, I think Mike Richter's in the room at that point. Uh, Chick Swan and Bovine, and 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 uh, Carolyn's kind of grabbing that clock and talking to him, and it's kind of going down. And then I come bailing in in there. So, but I, I but, but I do know from being in that room that the gentleman who took my box and put it on the tray was the one that kind of. Uh, steered the process of saying that that my box was going to be accepted. So whether or not uh, anybody's getting preferential treatment uh, or I don't think so, I certainly, um, I certainly, it, it would crush me uh, to think that it, that is happening out there because once again, I'm spending a lot of time, spending a lot of effort, and spending a lot of money and, and a lot of other people are as well. And I think, and, and I think most cooks I know uh, would say that the most important important topic for them is is that, that the judging process is, is fair and it's and it's secure and and that the, the, that there's no problems. So um, so I don't know, Greg. I mean, uh, I, I do think the video sure did make for some. Some interesting stories, and and and, and I, I couldn't believe how many uh, how many posts were put on the internet as a result of it. I finally, uh, after a couple of days, I mean, it took me a couple of days just to heal up from it. Uh, you know, that was a that was a long drive back from from Florida, and uh, I I work really hard to 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 be on point when I do competition barbecue, and and I felt pretty. Uh, felt like I'd really dropped the ball uh, on being that late, uh, on being late for brisket. Tuffy Stone is the pit master of Cool Smoke, and uh, geez, I mean we're almost three weeks uh, removed from Lakeland, and uh, you still got some schmuck in Cleveland, Ohio, talking to you about it. So, but I would imagine at this point it's going to start to uh, to fade away. Uh, Tuffy, what's going to be the next contest you're going to be cooking at? Uh, next contest for me is going to this year is going to be at the end of March. Uh, Eric Ferris and his mom and dad have a great contest down in uh, Hammond, Louisiana, and I haven't cooked it in a number of years. Um, in fact, I've only cooked it one time, and my food did pretty well down there that year. I was vending as well, but it's just uh, Eric does a really great job. It's a long drive for me. I think it's about 20 hours or so. It's going to be a long drive. But, uh, but Eric, you know, really uh, feeds all the, uh, everybody down there really well. And just, uh, just a really, really, you know, right there in the middle of the town, train tracks coming through. And, you know, I got to, I really got, you know, I, 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 in fact, <laughs> I sent, I sent a note to, Darren from Cosmo Q, you know, uh, he had the uh, same misfortune as I did this past weekend. He was uh, he was DQ'd in brisket, uh, in Great Bend, Kansas, and I uh, sent him a note and I said we both need to get out there and 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 complete a cook and get all four of our entries in, and that's my real desire too. You know, another thing that I need to do as well as as I was telling you earlier, I. I I tried a new chicken, or not a new chicken. I tried a new rib and pork 
recipes down in Lakeland, and you know they seem to work out in 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 Lakeland. So I'm curious to see if 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 I can do something with them again because you know the thing with recipes. You know, it's the same way with a bad recipe. You know, a lot of times when we're cooking, if if we don't have success with with something that we cook and and turn in, sometimes you you feel like you need to change your recipe. And you know, me and and and, and other friends that I have out there in the barbecue world believe that you got to really give a recipe uh, a chance. You know, you need to, you need to try it more than once. You need to try it four or five, six times, and and see if it consistently. Uh, doesn't perform or consistently performs. And in this case, I literally went into to Lakeland, try, you know, and, and that's kind of an interesting little tidbit in itself. I've been really conservative as a cook for a number of years now because because my recipes have worked out so well for me. And, and in 07, when we were team of the year, uh, my recipes were just, you know, I really had them dialed in, and they seemed to have consistent results and came back in. I mean, I, I make little subtle changes here and there, but in 08, we did the same thing. We had a, you know, strong year in 08, you know, once again, just very subtle changes. And, and as a result of having some of the, the success that we've had, I've been kind of conservative with, with making any kind of changes. And so last year, pork, which has typically been my uh my honey hole uh, became my nemesis, and and I just uh, pork I struggled with last year. I think I won pork at one contest last year, and ribs seemed to kind of be hit or miss for me. And so I made the decision through the winter that I would try and and you know get a little more uh, be a little more adventurous and and try some. Uh, some new recipes in those two categories. Chicken and brisket have been really strong for me, so I've been afraid to, uh, not afraid, uh, there's been no need to, to mess with those. Chicken and brisket have just been really good for me. Um, but So I'm looking forward to getting the hamming. I want to get a good cook in behind me again. I want to see if my pork and my ribs are going to uh, do well down there, and I want to see if I can get all four categories turned in on time. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, no matter what the recipes, make sure that the uh, the clock is there and you're in at least uh, one minute ahead of time. And uh, we're talking with Tuffy Stone, Pitmaster of Cool Smoke. Tuffy, always appreciate the time. Thanks for talking about Lakeland, and uh, good luck to you at the end of March. All right, thank you so much, Greg. I enjoy your show. All right, take care. Have me on. No problem. There he is, Tuffy Stone. Oh, crap, where do I go from here? Well, we'll just dump out and uh, reload. All right, my clock is jacked, but hopefully you enjoyed the extended interview there with uh, Tuffy talking about Lakeland. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that there's favoritism out there, but uh, I, it's going to be hard to convince me otherwise that Carolyn Wells didn't take into account who that last box was, how close it was to her putting the clock down, and almost, I mean, you could almost see her start reconsidering right there as uh, as the clock went down. So if it was me turning in the box, as I told Tuffy, I think they would have told me to beat the bricks. But I think because it was him and because what he can bring to a contest and all that other stuff, that there might have been that uh, at least the initial thought right off the bat, that instinct to let him just turn it in anyway. But hey, guess what? There was a camera there. There was a camera there. Anyway, thanks to my second segment guest, Bill Arnold, Blues Hog. Blueshog.com is the web address. Go ahead and pick up some sauce. He'll love you for it. Also, thanks to Tuffy Stone. He also owns Q Restaurant, by the way. So if you're ever out there in his neck of the woods in Virginia, very, very, very critically acclaimed to get great barbecue which is sometimes hard to do at restaurants that make barbecue. The good stuff, that is. And uh, widely considered to have some of the best barbecue and restaurants out there. That's Q Restaurant for Tuffy Stone. I will take a quick break. I will come back, and we will have Melissa Cookston from Yazoo's Delta Q. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Forget going from site to site to get all of your barbecue and grilling supplies and make your first and final stop at fredsmusicandbarbecue.com. In the market for a new barbecue pit, we have all the big name brands like Big Green Egg and more. As a matter of fact, Fred's is staffed by eggheads and carries all the parts and accessories for the Big Green Egg. More of a pellet head, you say? Fred's is the pellet grill superstore with grills in stock from Traeger, Green Mountain, and country smokers from Louisiana Grills. Fred's also carries smokers from Cook Shack, Bradley, and Weber, as well as a full line of charcoal grills. And once you're outfitted with your new smoker or grill, you'll find absolutely everything you need to make your barbecue or grilling experience a success. Fred is also the creator and distributor of Tasty Licks barbecue products, including their great line of rubs, spices, and sauces. You've got to try them. And you can also get your hands on a full lineup of marinades, accessories, lump charcoal, wood chips, pellets, chunks, and even the great grilling tools from Stephen Reichlin of Barbecue Ufame. Check out Fred on the web at fredsmusicandbarbecue.com or check out their fully stocked showroom in beautiful Shillington, PA. Introducing Cosmos Q. Cosmos Q injections and marinades use only the finest ingredients, and they mix easily, never clotting or caking. From our beef injection to our pork injection, you're guaranteed to wow your friends, family, and judges. And don't forget to check out our Cosmos Chicken Soak for that moist and tender chicken you're gonna love. And don't forget about Cosmo's new pork soak and rubs. <laughs> <clears throat> you can find us at CosmosQ.com and select retailers across the nation. For quality injections, marinades, and rubs, it's Cosmos Q. 